we are back for a new episode of Free Talk. This is Aya. And this is Shani. Every Monday, you can get in on the Free Talk. So remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at freetalk.ca. We're available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Please like, share, and comment. What do you believe in? Do you have the presence of God in your life? Do you share what you believe with others? Is religion, spirituality, a higher power relevant to you? I believe in God. My life would be lost without God. I do believe in God. Um, God has been in my life uh, since I've, I, I can't even remember. And not just because, I you know, we were going to church every Saturday, Wednesday, um, or, you know, for choir practice or whatever, but um, I know God has shown up in my life. And yes, I believe I would be lost with God. But I, 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 I gotta say, um, I've been not nice to him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, because sometimes I live too much in my emotions and then I, I, I don't, I don't focus on him when I should. And that's usually the time you should be focusing on him. So that's where I say I haven't been nice to him, but I'm, I'm a believer of God. Another, I know people don't like to put the both of them together, but I also believe in spirituality, meaning a higher purpose. You know what I mean? Um, I also, I, I was the kind of person I grew up in a certain religion and you weren't supposed to believe in anything else. But at one point I, I was like, but I need to know what else is out there. You know what I mean? Especially when I got into college and I took a religion course, which is, um, it was Islam, Judaism, and um, Christianity. And it opened my eyes. I was like, oh, you really, right? I was like, okay, so let me, you know, let me find out about this. Not that I left the church. It's just more, let me do more of an in-depth thing and see what's going on. And it just opened my eyes to all these other religions and understanding obviously not in total because you can't i mean if, if i don't devoted my life to it yes but i didn't it was just more of um i got it like a i won't say like a snap caption of what they were i went a little bit more in deep but i under kind of understood where they were coming from with their 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 sayings their um their traditions and all that stuff and their own scriptures so the only other religion i guess i would kind of connect to is buddhism because i'm more of a person who like i said i'm into my emotions <laughs> mm. so that kind of connected with me but in the end i i was like no because when i came back to my own religion and did my own in-depth um research on it i was like mm no i'm staying where i am although i understand where others are coming from yeah for me like you i believe in god fully and totally um i believe that he created us for a purpose unfortunately as a world we we are failing yes. i feel that some people are trying to learn what they need to do with their lives and some people aren't and mm -hmm. not, you know, not necessarily spiteful. It's just God has given us purpose. Let us try and find a try our lives. Um, I feel that people should, well, they don't need to stress and assume that they'll know their purpose from birth. Like some people find out what they need to be very early in life. Some people find out way later. Um, what I feel people need to understand is, um, connecting with God as a child or connecting with God as an adult or connecting with God on your deathbed. What, once you connect with God, that is your entry to what, you know, the next chapter of living means. Yes. So it's just, you know, don't, I feel that people, sometimes when people do certain things uh, that are worldly, they assume that the gates are closed. There's nothing I could do. So hell is the option, but no, it's just, 
try to remember with God, you just need to connect. He needs you to acknowledge him. He needs you to know that he is who he is for us. He created us. So he is, you know, our savior. Uh, well, Jesus, because Jesus died for us um, mm. and for our sins. So basically, once we acknowledge that and then try to live in that and living in that is not really difficult as people want to make it seem like God wants you to be good. He wants you to praise him. He wants you to have a conversation with him daily. He wants you to acknowledge him. He wants you to do well or do good to others. Like I know, you know, obviously if you grew up in a church or anything like that, it seems complicated, but really live a good life, do good unto others. What religion were you born into? Well, I was born uh, into the Seventh-day Adventist um, faith, and that's because of my mom. Um, she is very prominent in her church, and since we were born, uh, that's the church that we went to. Um, and I am thankful that I was born into that religion because I learned so much. I mean, um, they have the the church where everyone is um, learning about God and communing and doing all those things. And since we were kids, we had our own kind of part where we're with our teachers and they taught us the stories of the Bible. They taught us the songs. They taught us the prayers that we should say. So I, I, I was very happy to know all of that now because when you're a kid, you learn it because you're told to learn that. Later on in life, you kind of understand it more. So then when you pray, you pray yes. with purpose as yes. opposed to just repeating something, right? Exactly. And then when we came to Canada, we went to my dad's church and my dad is a Baptist. And again, absolutely happy that I got the chance to go into that religion because that religion is very different from the Seventh-day Adventists. And I feel that they uh, are in touch with what, what God's purpose is because they literally go on journeys, journeys to search for what God has planned for them. So I feel they dig really deep into God has put me here for a purpose. Let me go on this journey to find it. And yeah. also they're a lot more livelier than the seven day Adventist <laughs> faith. <laughs> like I yes. used to love singing in the Baptist church because everybody's just like, it's like they all feel it. So yes. I, I felt, I found it was also a, uh, a fun uh, religion to be in at the same time mm -hmm. as learning all the things that I've learned. What about you? Like you, um, I'm Seventh-day Adventist, but by father. Mm. Um, my mom was an Adventist, an Adventist, um, an Anglican. And so uh, she changed her religion when she married my dad. And so we grew up in the Seventh-day Adventist church. And he was a very prominent um, uh, guy in the church, a prominent position. So we were always there. Your Wednesdays, your Fridays, your Saturdays, you were there. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> uh, other than that, I mean, like, like you said, we had our own um, group, which is, you know, the Sabbath school. We had our Sabbath schools and um, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, I loved being a part of the group and, and their uh, activities and the stuff we used to do was just amazing for me and it got me thinking even as a young you know person um what I wanted to do or who I wanted to be in life did I want to be on this side of you know the you know the world or do I want to be on that side of the world you know kind of thing and um so I, I really liked it uh a lot and um it was very funny because my parents are very liberal so whenever something happened somebody was sick and we couldn't go to church on on the saturday because my mom never drove when i was younger it was only later in life um my mom would send me to church with somebody else and obviously if it wasn't um seventh-day adventist it would be with my aunt so we would go to the anglican church and so I, that's how i got to learn other church is that's not a word <laughs> but other religions and you know even with um one time a best friend of mine when i was really young i think it was 11 12 um 
she 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 asked if I can come to her church and they're Catholic and it was under Irish so you know they're really into their Catholicism and it was just funny that um my mom let me go and then I got to have this new experience and it was just like what is this (laughs) so that was cool and uh yeah that's how I got to to experience all these different religions and and know that even though I I I had to come back to being a Seventh-day Adventist although I never really left um it was just I loved the how we were you know exposed to different religions yeah uh the same thing kind of happened to me uh again when I was younger my brother and I I I don't I can't recall how this started but one summer we decided to go to as many churches around Montreal as possible I I just don't know why we just took that summer and every Sunday we went to different church so we went to a lot of the Catholic churches around Montreal. Uh, we stayed for the service to see what was happening. We explored the church and we just enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Just going to different churches, seeing what they're about, learning different things. And we literally did it for a good couple of months yes. until obviously I found the one that I go to all the time now, which is uh, L'Oratoire Saint-Joseph. And I love going there. But um like you, I kind I, I basically dipped my toe in different religions, not to convert, but just to understand. Yeah. And you were uh, talking about the only other religion that, you know, you kind of connect with is Buddhism. And interestingly enough, I did go to a, uh, to Buddhist church because of my jeje. And Shani, you have to have stamina to truly dive into the buddhist um Mm -hmm. religion because what i love about what they do i also it's i I don't want to say it's painful but it kind it kind of was that type of experience Let, Mm -hmm. let me not it's not to diss it it's just it was amazing basically they pray for everything which Mm -hmm. i loved about it they thank Buddha for the trees, for the earth, for the flower, for the air, for everything that is encompassed in this world. And honestly, if everyone was really, you know, uh, out there thanking God or Buddha or whomever for the entire universe, I believe we would be more at harmony. Yes. But the thing is, you have to say a lot of those prayers. You stand up, then you sit down, then you say the prayers again, then you go around. Uh, the area mm-hmm. and you're doing that a couple of times. So sometimes they're on your knees and stuff like that. So when I say you need stamina is because you're praying for everything. Imagine praying for everything on planet earth that you're thankful for yes. while kneeling, getting up, going around. So that's where the stamina is needed. Right. Okay. But what I love is that they are truly thankful for everything and yes. they express that in their, yes. during their services. So I, I understand why you would connect with them because I feel they are their way of praising is uh, necessary. Yeah. If every day you really get up and you thank whomever you want to thank, I say God, that's just the name that I use. Mm-hmm. But if you thank him for everything, thank you for waking me up. Thank you for getting me through the day. Thank you for allowing me to still be here with my family, my friends. Thank you for bringing the good things in my life. Thank you for getting me through the bad things in my life. I mean, every day you're just saying thank you because you have another day to be and do something and live. Yep. So that's why I think um, religions are really good when they go about it in the way that I feel it was intended. It doesn't always happen, but yeah, like you, I think I connect with them a lot more than any other religion. What is the religion that you identify with now in your life? Um, right now, I identify with the Seventh-day Adventist. Um, unfortunately, it is far away from either or. It's far away from where I am right now. There is one up north an hour away. 
we've been to that one. It's an all French one. Well, we've been to it when Samara was young because I raised Samara in the Seven Day Adventist as well. She was baptized, um, or sorry, blessed in um, Seven Day Adventist. It was, and I and she was exposed to it all through her childhood. Um, but because of the distances, um, it was just like an hour this way, an hour that way. It got to be a little bit too much. Um, but I, at home, we still practice it. We read the Bible, things like that, you know? Um, it's, it's good to have it in question. Um, she has many questions and I try to answer them as much as possible. And we had a session one time where if she, she was allowed to pose me any question, we, and, and then we would find it in the Bible and we go to that chapter and we would read that chapter and then we would try to understand it. You know what I mean? Like I said, I, I haven't always been in the church. So yes, I understand certain things. Some things I don't understand. Whatever questions I had, I would always, always, you know, ask afterwards. And so I can give her a clearer answer, but I would always pose questions to her. What did you think? What did you understand? You know, and yeah. it's, it's very, it's very enlightening to know that children are, are um, very in tune. And I think we kind of take that away from them because later in life, as you try to say, oh, okay, no, this is how it is. This is how it is. This is how it is. They kind of lose a piece of that. And I never really realized that. And I think that's where people start to question their religion sometimes. Mm. So it, 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 it really, it really is something that I, I try to be conscious of. Okay. Yeah. Just, just a, a little sidestep. It's interesting, neither is right or wrong, but it's interesting that in the Catholic religion, they baptize their babies mm-hmm. because, you know, they want them to be blessed. And in the Seventh-day Adventists, they are baptized when they understand. Right. Yeah. So, because I was baptized later as well, because mm-hmm. we had to go through certain things where, do you understand what this means and stuff exactly. like that? And then you're baptized at the age of knowing. Right. So I just find it interesting that uh, both religions kind of go a bit different about the same situation. And I, that's what I actually I love about this religion, the Seventh-day Adventist religion, is because, think of it, you come into this world not knowing anything. So how are you supposed to understand what you come into? But at least you're being blessed and you're being guarded and protected in some way. So when you're being baptized is, yes, you are knowing, and obviously not all knowing, but you're knowing that you're becoming, um, you're becoming older, you're becoming more responsible, you're becoming more understandable. And when you do understand, you take that step to either stay or go. And that's what I, I think I was saying before is when I went to, you know, the other churches and stuff like that throughout my life, it was just to understand that to make sure that the step I'm going to take is going to mean something. So when I got baptized, I understood exactly why I was being baptized. I didn't want to do it lightly at all. So I was baptized um, at 21. And that's only because I wanted to make sure that what I was getting into, I understood and understood fully. You know, because I feel you Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I know, I know some people won't like it, some people will, but oh. you know, when you go to college and you take a religion course, you're like, oh, there's other things out there. Let me see. You know what I mean? And it's not to say that you're gonna want to do bad, it's just you just wanna know. And that's where you find your place, your purpose, I think. Yeah. No, it, opinions will come and you know, go at any oh, time. You don't yeah. have to worry about that. The thing is. I do like the fact that um, the Catholic Church baptized their babies because, like you said, it's like a protection. Mm-hmm. But I do believe in getting rebaptized. I got baptized, I believe, when I was seven or eight mm-hmm. because then I could understand what was going on. Not fully, obviously, but that's when the Seventh-day Adventist Church baptized me. And mm-hmm. yes, I would like to be baptized again as an adult. And, you know, we'll see how we go about that. Yeah. Um, for me, I I identify as a spiritual being. <laughs> that's how I do it. I don't um, identify with religion anymore. And that's because when I uh, 
became of age of really understanding what religion is. It is an institution mm. put together by man to gather other people that believe together to talk about it, to converse, to exchange, and to come to a higher understanding of God, Jesus, and everything that is in the world. Right. That's what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Obviously, we know that there are some churches that follow that, and that is wonderful. But some churches are money-making machines, mm-hmm. and that is what they do. So that that is kind of the reason why I also do not identify to a specific religion, and that's why I can go to different... Well, even if you identify, you could go to different places. But I go to where... I can get the information that I need to understand what I do not understand. Because obviously your parents will teach you certain things. Your friends, everyone will give you a little bit of themselves so you can understand what, uh, what God is and everything in the world. But I just don't want to cling to religion just because there are so many factors that happen within a religion that are out of my control. But with spirituality, I know that it's a conversation between myself and Jesus, between myself and God. And whatever I learn from that is the truth that he wants to send to me. But again, going to church is a wonderful thing. You get to learn so much. So I am not against that. Yes. And the reason, um, because I I totally understand what you're saying. Like, I literally totally understand what you're saying. And for me, the reason I identified more with Seven Adventists is because of their practices. And um, just just from the research, um, I kind of identified more with them. But obviously, again, there's always exterior stuff, you know, that come into play. And that kind of is what... like I said, being far from everything was my first reason for not going. But I'll tell you the second reason is because of outside influences. And that's more of um, the people within the church. And we know people within the church will always talk and will always commiss and will whatever. But for me, it was more, it wasn't directed at me because me, I can take whatever. But for me, it was more of, it was directed towards my child and it was in front of my child and I took grave offense to it. So for me, it was, I couldn't go back to that church. You know what I mean? And then, so to find another church um, was what I had to do. And I, till today, I haven't found another one. And I'm not going to lie to you, I, but my child always asks. She always asks, you know. So, and I find that church is a good, um, especially for children, it's a good, like, stepping off for them, you know what I mean? I feel that you're right about that. Um, church, even though I don't identify to religion, if I did have kids, I would start them off in the church because like you and what happened to you and I, we got, we got to learn so many things from church. We got to learn uh, that God exists, you know, yeah, we, exactly. we got to learn the, the hymns you, because the hymns are poetry that helps you to understand why people believe yeah. you get to uh, learn about the stories in the Bible. And it's, it's the starting stone to what you can then take and, you know, do your own research and stuff about. So that's why I think starting in the church is a good thing for children. And then after they can make the decision, if the church that they're in, the religion that they're in is for them, or if they need to search for something else, because God is in everything. You just have to search where you need to commune with him. Yes, exactly. So I was like wondering, you know, when did you really truly feel God entered your life? Well, that was, um, and I feel when God enters your life, it's something you can never forget. For me, it happened when I was 13. Like I could literally remember, um, my family and I, we were praying together 
my dad, stepmom, and my sister, we were praying together. And after having kind of a, a, a session of praying and talking about God and everything, when I got up from praying, I had this uncontrollable uh, moment of weeping. And I just couldn't stop crying. I didn't understand at first, but after I couldn't stop crying and I thought it was because I was sad, but then I just felt an, a warmth all over me. And that day I was like, I think God was there with me telling me we are now truly connected because I was old enough to understand that he's there. So that was the moment I felt his presence with me and I hope and pray that it'll always stay with me. Obviously, like you said, there are times where you kind of, I won't say drop off, but you just kind of forget that he should be the head of your life uh, so that you can get through and fight through what you need to in your life. But yeah, that was the moment I felt it. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, it's kind of similar to me, but I, for me, it was a little later in life. Um, it just happened to be, I'm not going to lie, at a Baptist church in New York City, in Brooklyn, New York. You are American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know you keep saying that. I know. Because I, we, I, since the age of five, since my aunt moved there from St. Vincent, we, uh, every summer, um, my cousins would come here for half the summer. I'll go there for half the summer and then every vacation in between, we, you know, whatever. So one summer I was with my aunt and I went to her church, a Baptist church. And, oh my God, when I walked in there, I was at home. And it wasn't at meaning that it was because of the religion. It was more like the people, the atmosphere, the the welcoming, the... I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just, it was like a hug. And I don't like hugs. <laughs> You're bad. But it's true, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But when you get a good hug, you know a good hug, right? It was like a hug. And then he started preaching. And then he was like, you know, when they asked you to come down and who, you know, if you felt it and if you want to praise God and if you want an extra blessing, come down, come with us. and you know me. Would you have expected me to go down? No. No, I went down. <laughs> My cousin's like, because <laughs> I left her and I went down. I didn't even tell her I was going. I just went. <laughs> wow. And I started bawling. I started bawling. And it was just a connection with him. And I believe it was around the time, like 18, like I was saying, 18, 19, where I was just trying to understand my place and what I believed in and what was true to me. And I knew God was there. And he basically told me, whatever you choose is where I will be. And so for me, that's where maybe I overanalyzed it. I don't know. But for me, I just believe in God and that's it. And it was, I just came home. I, I didn't do it right away because you know me, I like to overthink things. Yeah. <laughs> and then at 21, I was like, you know what? I'm ready. And that's that's when it happened for me. And I was, I was just bawling. I mean, I don't like to cry. I don't like to hug. <laughs> I don't like to cry. I don't like any of that stuff. <laughs> You're emotional, but you don't like to be emotional. Exactly. Mm you know so it was just it was just um it was so empowering and uplifting just to feel that and um I will never forget that yeah that's the thing I I feel whenever like you're always connected to God regardless of if you believe you don't believe he makes himself present in everyone's life but yeah I feel those times when I'm really um going through something overwhelming, whether it be positive or negative, and I go to him, I have that same sensation of bawling. I'm just like, oh my word. Like, yep. I, 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 it just, I feel like I'm just hot all over and then it just comes out. And I, I feel it's a release. Yes. Like he's telling you, let it out. I am here. If you fall, I will pick you up. It's just, yeah, I feel that happens a lot uh, to, to a lot of people. It's just that, you can't explain it because you're like, why am I like crying nonstop? But that's the feeling 
well, that's how I felt it. Whenever yeah. I'm really connected to God, I'm just like, I'm here, I'm present, I'm in the moment. You just feel that oh, overjoy. You feel yes. overjoyed. Yes, that's so it. It comes yeah. out like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so true. And um, one person I would say that I do listen to is um, Stephen Furtick. Me it's too. Not- <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So in this time of need, I was like, you know what? We need an extra pick me up. And I'm like, Samara was even questioning me even more during this time. And I was like, you know what? Let's go. We're going to put him on because I like, I don't know how else to help her. And it was just so funny that everything he says is always pertinent. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Um, what I like about Pastor Stephen Furtick is that he interprets the word so we can understand it. Yes. Because if you have ever read the Bible, well, any chapter other than, you know, Psalms. Psalms is a bit more uh, easier to consume. But some things that is said in the Bible, you're like, I don't understand what they're trying to say here. I'm like, some of these words are not, I I never seen. So I'm not sure what it means. That's why I'm always on Google whenever I'm reading the Bible. But the thing is with Stephen, uh, Pastor Stephen Furtick is that he will take those chapters and then he will interpret it so that it feels relevant. It feels understood. And that's one of the reasons like you, why I, I listen to him because there are certain places in the Bible where you read it and you literally cannot understand what the message is. So when he then says what he says, you're like, okay, now I could bring it back to something that I can understand. And then when I read it again, that understanding is there with me. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. And Samara likes him. (laughs) Well, he's fun as well. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah, that's exactly it. And he 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 gears towards I think kids too, like you said, understanding. Yeah. So we can sit together for the hour, and sometimes she'll question she'll question me through the whole thing. I'm like, but you need to listen. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes she's like, oh, really? Oh, and she's talking to herself, eh? <laughs> so I was really happy to see that she got uh, uh, more involved, and you know, doesn't have just me you know, because I don't know everything, like, you know, like I said, that she has something to show that a little bit of what I said is true. And then whatever I didn't know, here's the answer for, you know, some of this stuff. So that was pretty cool. I guess the other question would be, do you pray? And do you pray every day, all day, morning, noon, night? I do. Um, Not all day, like you say, <laughs> like the pe- I don't think there's a human on earth who prays all day every day <laughs> from sun up to sundown but okay but i do pray um i pray every morning every night if i'm if i just need to let something out i pray while i'm sitting on the bus or walking down the street um i pray before every meal that's the seven day adventist thing they, they teach you to pray for everything, which is great. Um, and I feel it's important because prayer is a conversation with God. It's not uh, as technical as some people may believe it is. It is truly having a conversation like you do with anyone else. But the difference is this conversation is the most important conversation that you will have in your life because you are talking to your maker. Yeah. And, um, I, I'm reading something right now that, um, basically gave me a look into what prayer is as well as just as only praying to God about what's happening in your life. Thank you for this. Um, I hope this happens. Please be with me through it all. Prayer is also what you do. So being good to others is praising God, which is a prayer to God. So if you're good to people, know that that is your prayer. So knowing that prayer is also what we do, it means that without knowing, we're all praying constantly or praising God. Uh, by fulfilling what he 
wants us to do here on earth. Just try and always do good things. Good things are prayer and praise to God. Yeah, no, it's true. And that's why I try to teach um, Samara at this point in um, her life that, uh, yes, unfortunately, she doesn't have the same upbringing as I did because um, we went way into teenage years with this. Um, but for her, it was more um, because of her ADHD and everything, she didn't have the um, self-reliance, um, the motivation and everything like that. And I, I, I have to tell her, I said, here you go. Like, here's where God is for you. And you will pray to him whenever you need, whenever you need that extra strength, you're in school and you need, you need to calm down and you know, you know, you need to calm down, pray to God, ask him to give you the strength to regulate yourself. And I said, I can even give you like little things to put on your desk. And that's what I did, you know, just to give her, her, um, a guidance and, um, to help her along. But that's what I do myself because like I said, I'm, on, I'm in my emotions a lot of the time. So for me, it's more like, that's how I learned not to get, um, cause I don't know if I remember uh, mentioning this on, on a previous podcast that I used to always get mad for like a week. <laughs> You know, so I learned to let go and let God. And I have that as a mantra in my head all the time, let go and let God. And I had to do that because you cannot live in a society, I think, my opinion, obviously, um, and always be mad and be upset with everything that happens. You are not in control of everything. So things are always going to happen. So the emotions I'm in right now are not the same as the emotions I used to be in. So I learned through God how to do this because I, I had to go to him one day and I'm like, I can't, I can't live like this, you know, um, give me incentive and give me what I need, not even give me, well, sometimes I demanded because sometimes, you know, I need to demand, but I asked for help in the end. And I found a way out of all this craziness that's going on in this world. And you maybe understand that I wasn't going to say this, but he made me understand what I was, what I had during my childhood was idyllic. Um, I was actually in him and I didn't even know I was in him. And now I'm out and I'm trying to get back there. But he's telling me, nah, you need to learn your lesson. Not bad as in you need to learn your lesson, like you need to be punished, but more of you need to understand that you need to go back to a place where you have to not be about yourself, but take care of yourself, take care of your inner being. And then through that process, you learn how people are. And I've already been like in tune to people, but no, on the surface, how am I with people underneath them? They have their own, I don't know. It's so vast. It's just so mind blowing, but I'm, I feel so blessed at the same time because I'm learning a new part of God and myself. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just amazing. Yeah. The, I feel with God, um, a lot of people will assume when you ask him for something, he's going to send some amazing sign mm -hmm. or amazing miracle. He's going to part the sea in front of you. But we know in this day and age, a miracle can look small and do wonders. So when we ask God for anything, one, be patient mm -hmm. because he will give it to you in the time when you need it. It's not just here. It's not a sale right? And the next thing is his blessings and miracles could come from the smallest of places or from a simple word from a stranger or that day you, what was needed for you happened. Yes. And just that, like nothing more, nothing less, that simple thing. And that little thing changed everything for you going forward. Right? Yes. So that's what I feel uh, we have to truly understand god gives us many miracles every day the first one 
we woke up to see the next day. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have that miracle, it's over, it's done, turn the page, it's, you know, the book is over. So acknowledge that your first miracle is opening your eyes, yeah. receiving the breath of life. Yeah. And then if you think of everything in your life that way, you'll see all the miracles come up and you'll be like, wow, I didn't know, like, this is amazing. I can't believe this happened. So, you know, just take everything as it is. Not everything has to be something blown up or huge. Those miracles could come as well, but you have to be patient and happy with how things are coming to you. Yeah, exactly. And I try to always have a conversation with him, not just asking for things. I mean, yes, we can always ask him for things, but it's more, I want to have a conversation. I want to understand things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just amazing sometimes how things go. True. So staying on that type of line, because learning about God is learning what happened and the wor- and the words that he wants us to uh, understand and use in our lives. Mm-hmm. So do you read the Bible or any books that speak on religion, God, Jesus, spirituality, anything like that? Yes. Um, the Bible, I haven't, I'm not going to say I didn't delve into it because I did read it at one point, like throughout. Um, but I haven't dealt in it. Like I was saying with Samara, I, we did stop it at one point or it stopped at one point. (laughs) And, um, but we still have questions and stuff like that, but I do have, um, just little mini scriptures that I, I read, I have in a book that I, I try to always, um, if I need a quick um, refresher or a quick word or a quick, you know, um, um, pick me up or whatever, I do have um, my mini book that I go to. Um, and it, any kind of word I can get, I, I, I take and I, I, I run with that because um, life is so short and it can be gone in a second. And I don't believe I was here for no reason. Um, I'm, ve- I'm a big believer in that um, we are here for a reason and whatever that purpose is, um, we are here to fulfill it. And um, you can do that through listening to God and any which way, through the Bible, through books, through um, your little pick-me-ups, even if you just have a saying on your wall, whatever, you know what I mean? Um, it's, it all means something. Very true. Very true. Uh, f- the same thing for me in the sense of uh, learning about the Bible and certain scriptures were first through the church and through my parents. But I don't believe I've ever sat down and read the Bible from A to Z. Like I've read a lot of chapters because of, you know, uh, when we have teachings and stuff like that. So 2020, one of my resolutions was to read the Bible. So since January 1st, I've been reading the Bible a chapter every night or sometimes more than a chapter, trying to understand each page, each uh, saying, what situation happened during that time and how I can learn from it. And it's actually... uh, my situation with the Bible is really interesting because there are some uh, chapters where the stories are so, uh, I would say, interesting that I I have to pause and question what happened. And it's like, you know, when you watch a good show, you're, you're kind of like, how could this happen here? How was he allowed to do this? And I feel that's my relationship with the Bible. It has a lot of amazing and interesting chapters where you're so engaged but there's also, you know, the ones where it's really just, this is what happened. These are the numbers of people that lived during that time. So it's not as exciting, but at the same time, you still want to know what happened. Um, my dad gave me this uh, book called The Aquarian Gospel. And I, I am loving reading this. This one I read every night. Um, I, I'm halfway through. I feel so sad that eventually uh, this book will end and now I have to find something else. Mm -hmm. But it's the journey of 
uh, Jesus and of uh, John and how John prepared uh, for Jesus's coming and basically from their childhood till I'll read till the end to see until when but yeah it was just interesting to see the different factors that you didn't learn about necessarily that they went through and how much time it took because I mean the the stories that we learn is like you know Mary had Jesus Jesus was then he he grew up he then uh went to preach God's word then they nailed him to a cross he resurrected and he's in heaven but what happened in between and that's why I I love the fact that my dad gave me this book because then I get to see the in-betweens uh one thing I I do understand is that the Bible or any book that uh, is targeted toward towards spirituality, these are the stories of people that lived in that time. They wrote in their language. Then people translated it for us to understand. Yeah. So that's why I always say when you read the Bible, it is to understand the journey that happened before you, so you can then you know have a better understanding of what you can kind of start with in your life and certain things that you do not repeat because the people who lived back then they were not perfect do not assume that anyone in the world is perfect but you still could learn from history so this is not like the manual to be like and I will live like this you take the information you consume it you're like okay I get it I understand it and then you go out there and live a good life yeah I am very grateful for everything that I've learned um and to know that you know um you are you are always like i said learning yes but always taking in um all that is given to you and applying it to life and that's what the bible does it helps you to uh go out there and live you know what i mean and you're not going it's not to say that you take everything in and then you apply it to everything. No, it's listen to God. Listen to you. What's in you is God. So, or, you know, as uh, for any other religion, whatever they, they take in, that is what you take in. And it's good to listen to that because that's what you apply in life. You know, and uh, I really, really believe in that. Um, so knowing that you know god you believe that god is still present in your life do you believe it's present still in the world as well on both counts i do believe (laughs) he's still in my life every day because i'm still here and i believe his presence is in this world um i feel People assume, not everyone, but people assume God is a magician and when something goes wrong, he will poof and make it go away. The first thing we all understand, if you believe in God, he gave us choice. He says you can go to the right or you could go to the left. So understanding that you realize that whatever happens on this earth is a choice that we make. So, yeah, it may not have been your choice that certain countries go hungry, but a multitude of people decided that they want to keep everything to themselves and get rich and not help the people who lack. And that is why there are places that have the poor, right? God didn't say, let there be poor and rich people. He said, no, be fruitful, multiply, and take care of each other. Exactly. So if there is an imbalance, it's because we allowed it to be so. Mm-hmm. Because there is enough resources on planet Earth for every single human. Thank right? you. Yes. So if some people hoard it or don't share, then obviously it's going to look imbalanced. So God is always here looking after us making sure that we know that our source which is him is always present if we all go to him he will show us the way but for those who believe in themselves solely and what they are 
they can do and they what they can gather right that's where their hearts and mind is on themselves the ones who truly uh believe in in humanity they will understand that we need to come together in order for humanity to thrive right, right. exactly and, and that that again is why um i'll come back to the the church stuff that's why you go to church to gather and collectively help one another mm-hmm. and okay on the positive side there are great churches who come together oh yeah and they um you know like the 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 fun the the monies that all of the people bring together and what they do is they build the church yeah because they want it to be present for everyone to be able to come there and commune with god and then whatever money is gathered you know the tides and everything yes should go towards the community so if you're in a community and there are single parents there are uh people on the street that's where that money is actually supposed to go it's supposed to house them feed them clothe them and until every church in the world does that to me what why would i go to church and the thing is again i do go to church every sunday to the auditory but not the um during the service i go very early in the morning because i want to have my time with god right. and that's how i go about it but when religion starts doing exactly what they were meant to it's hard yeah, because yes. look at now um when uh the pandemic hit no one could go to church god was giving a sign that p- people may have taken uh lightly or they may have understood he's taking you out of the church cuz he's trying to say that is not where i am wherever two or more gather i will be there Yes. Where anybody's praising God, he will be there. Yes. The church was supposed to be a place where everyone enters and we praise God and then we help each other. Mm-hmm. And that was not happening. So he took us out of the church. Yeah. And that's funny because I was just rem- as you said that I remember the movie and of course I don't have the name of the movie. I can I can google it really really quickly. but it was a movie with um Jennifer Jennifer um oh my gosh anyways the church that she went to was that's what they did is they gathered and then after church they would go by it and i think it it changed from house to house but it just happened to be in that movie they went by their house and they gathered they had like food for everybody and everybody you know made food for the gathering and they communed together and it was just i love to see that i've seen this movie maybe 15 times i'm not joking i can do a quick 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 i'm going to i'm going to do a quick 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 google because this movie um i would recommend and i didn't i would have googled it before but i didn't even think about it um it's uh, Jennifer Gardner is in it um and it was just a movie that um it's still on Netflix if anybody wants to see it um but it's where her daughter falls ill and it was just like a fluke like all of a sudden she couldn't eat anything she couldn't digest anything and um at first she was being um uh what you call it like diagnosed wrongly and then um so you know the mother, obviously they were still praying with the you know the ch- you know the church and and then they had to um you know figure out what was wrong with her and it was just i don't know this movie really really resonated with me in uh, making people understand that yes you can um fall out of love with um with church but keep your speciality because it means something um oh here it is it's called miracles of heaven and i don't know if you've ever seen it it's still on netflix and it's i think it's always going to be on netflix cuz it's got rave reviews like all over and her child was healed through god 
and she she had fallen out of love with God at one point because she couldn't understand how God was making her child suffer. But in the end, he showed her why. And I'm not going to spoil anything else because yeah, it we'll really it. is a good <laughs> movie. It really, I was like, oh my God, we have to sit down as a family. And I think we sat down as a family twice because I, I insisted <laughs> to watch this movie because it, it really, it really makes you understand that you're a human being. Yes, we understand you're gonna fall out. We understand things are gonna happen, and even in the the the, the lights of crisis, things are going to happen. But remember, he is always there for you, always. Yeah, that's what it is. Like no one's perfect. We will never be perfect. And yeah, there will be moments where you kind of forget or you kind of I would say forget like I'm gonna go forget you forget that God is there and not purposely it's just that you're like how could everything be going so wrong if he's Mm -hmm. there but the thing is he is there if you sit and realize the choices that were made by you or for you all these things are factors as to why things go the way they do Mm-hmm. Like anyone who's successful, and I don't mean by doing ruthless things. I just mean they had to struggle before they reached that place. That's just the way it is. Um, I believe it's my friend that said this, but she's like, God, uh, sorry, Jesus was nailed on a cross for our sins. He went through an ultimate suffering. If we suffer a bit or have to just do more to get to where we need to, why why do we feel that that's wrong why do we feel that we cannot go through anything like everything is just supposed to be in front of us like if we act a genie like yes you do have to struggle and go through things yep. because it's the only way you'll appreciate it in the end Yep. if you got like nothing like not to go away from this but look at kids who are extremely rich from birth they're given so much so quickly mm. and then they're like what's the next thing that i could do because i could have anything i want and some of them do go to drugs. Some of them do do weird things. But some of them, their parents teach them that this is not yours. I did what I had to do to earn this. Yes. Now you do something in your life to earn it as well. And some of them go to great charities. It's just that, you know, it's how you're brought mm-hmm. up by the people around you. But at the end of the day, if you do not work towards something, how can you be satisfied with what you obtained in the end you have to work to get through it work smart but you still have to work exactly you know and especially in this age of entitlement it's a little bit harder oh my god is it so much harder but you have to not give up because this is your child this is your um i know people don't like this word legacy but i mean legacy in the meaning that what you've taught them is what they're going to grow up and be and you want them to be great human beings so you want to leave that legacy of being a great human and giving it and um putting it forward basically you know what i mean and that's the struggle especially with these electronics these days and these games and whatever that's where it's even harder because now you're in the age where you cannot go to um, church, but what are you going to do? So you go online, you go watch what you need to watch and you teach them, you do what you need. It's just like the schoolwork. And I'm not saying it's easy. Trust me, I'm doing it. It's not easy, but it's a good legacy to leave. I think I, I have all the legacies you can leave. That's a legacy you should leave. Because money can always come and and money can always go. Do you have a quote for this episode? Yes. uh, The quote is, God's plan is bigger than your mistakes. And I believe that. Because... (sighs) Your mistakes can seem so overwhelming in the moment. It's only a moment. It's a blip in life. You'll forget it after a while. God's plan is always here for you. It's detailed and it's 
insight. So your blip will always go and it will be forgotten at some points. So I believe it is way bigger than anything that you can make a mistake on. True. I feel the same way. Um, we will make mistakes. We're human. Exactly. So anything that you think you failed on, you have to understand whatever plan God made and he made it before you were born is there for you. If he said you will fulfill this in your life, you will. You may take the longer route because you, you know, made a mistake here or there, or you went left instead of right, but you will end up where he needs you to be. So just know that you can make mistakes, but God will never leave you. He will never leave you without. So trust in him. Uh, no matter how many times you fall, come back to him because he said he'd always be there. So yes, sometimes you have phases in your life where you completely forget about God because you believe that whatever you're doing or the relationship you're in or the people you are with are where you need to be. But when you've learned your lesson and you realize, but when I was talking to God, I felt at peace. I felt that I had purpose. Come back. He is always there. So true. Thank you for being with us on another episode of Free Talk. This has been Aya and Chani. Email us your thoughts and comments at freetalk.ca at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at freetalk.ca. God is good all the time and all the time God is good. Until the next episode, trust in God and be safe. Bye.